It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Huge weekend of motorsport coming up. The final F1 of the year, but more importantly, the final weekend of the V8 supercars. It's the Adelaide 500. The title's still to be decided. The Constructors' Championship's still to be decided. And there's only one man to speak to about all this. His name is Tim Hodges, and he joins us this morning. G'day, Tim. G'day, Jules. I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, it's a special weekend for motorsport. And uh, I just think any time we have the, the street race back in Adelaide, it's um, it's a special place for so much motorsport history in this country from the mid-'80s when Formula One went there. It's I still think it's the best street circuit ever built in world motorsport, and it's awesome that it's set up for our Aussie V8s, and it's a, a great spot for the grand final. And um, it's fitting that... It's, the championship is still very much up for grabs this year. Well, we couldn't get on to Martin Brundle, so we gave you a call. So I was just being <laughs> kind in the introduction. But uh, speaking of the championship, it'd have to be a a pretty disastrous weekend, wouldn't it, for Brody Kostecki not to walk away with the championship? Just take us through the the machinations between him and, and Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah, so Brody Kostecki, and I know a lot of your audience probably have never heard of the bloke, and he's a, a young guy in motorsports speak, you know, just 26 going into this season, had never won a supercar race, and now he's on the verge, two days away from claiming the championship. Um, Such has been his rise. It's been phenomenal. He basically just has to... He has to be conservative this weekend, and just all he has to do is finish eighth in both races, tomorrow, the 250-kilometre leg one, and then on Sunday, the final 250k race. And if he finishes eighth in both of those, then the championship is his. Shane Van Gisbergen is 131 points behind in the championship, so he basically needs to win both races and hope that Kostecki um, either has an accident or a mechanical issue that takes him out of one of the races. That would, I, I tell you what, if that happens tomorrow, yeah. Julian, we, we have got a serious grandstand finish on Sunday. But I think, and I sort of hope that Kostecki plays the smart game. He doesn't have to be winning the race. He doesn't have to be on pole position. He just has to be smart, get the points, and walk away. Um, as one of the you know most unlikely champions we've seen so early in his career, it's just his third full-time season in supercars. So it would be awesome for him to to be crowned the champion by Sunday evening. When we speak motorsport, it's thanks to Shell V Power Fuel the Race Day feeling. Just on that, Tim, how difficult is it for a driver to be conservative? Well, that's and this is a track that you don't want to try and be conservative at. But this is a race track that you know. This afternoon, they're going to have the, the second practice session at 1 o'clock, and then it's qualifying this afternoon for tomorrow's first race. This is a racetrack in Adelaide that can destroy cars and can take you out for an entire weekend with an accident on Friday. That's, I mean, that's sort of hanging over Kostecki's head. So that's why I just think that it is a smart play to be conservative. He doesn't have to be making sure he's in the top 10 shootout. He doesn't have to make sure he's on the front row of the grid. That's just, that would, for mine, that's just a dumb play by him. So just, just, woof, just pull it back a little bit and make sure you're, you're comfortable, you're, you're inside the, the top 10 at points, and then make sure you're, you're, he's a good enough racer there. He's got a good enough car underneath him, that Erebus Chevrolet, that he should be fine. Uh, I know he's a racer that he'll probably be trying to get pole. He'll probably be trying to win the race. But I, I would just wide it just pull it back a little bit. If I'm Barry Ryan, the boss of Erebus, I'd be saying just 
be smart this weekend. Just tick the boxes you have to, bank the points you have to, and walk away the champion of this sport. Because you know Shane Van Gisbergen, this is his final mm. weekend in, in the sport of supercars before he gets goes to America. He's off in a fortnight's time to the US to, to start his NASCAR journey. So he'll want to go out on the ultimate high. Um, he loves nothing more than to hunt people down, which he'll be doing this weekend. So I think I would be surprised if he's not winning one of the races across the weekend. So he'll try and put maximum pressure on Kostecki. But all Kostecki has to do is be is be wise behind the wheel this weekend and he walks away as a, as a champion. What's his legacy, Shane Van Gisbergen? As you say, it's his last race. He hasn't ruled out coming back uh, in the future. Three-time champion, if it all goes his way this weekend. Could be four-time, three-time Bathurst winner. What, what's his legacy to the sport? Oh, it's, it's a, he's a guy who's been around for a long time and you still don't know much about him. He's very difficult, as, as I'm sure you've seen and you've experienced before in the media, that he hates nothing more than to do media interviews. He hates nothing more than to let people into his life. Apparently, he's, you know, he's witty and engaging. His team says, we never see that because <laughs> in the Malthouse media, he's like. always, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's a perfectionist at one or two word answers, which is infuriating for, for you guys on the radio. Um, he rubs a lot of people up the wrong way. Um, and then he's been, you know, he, we love a tall, we, I mean, we, we love to hate a tall poppy in, in this country. And he has been so dominant for, for such a short amount of period, I guess, that everything he's touched has been race wins, has been champion, championships, has been Bathurst 1000 titles. And I think we've got a bit sick of it. Um, so I think the sport will almost be better when he's not there next year. Hang on for me, T. I'll get to you on the other side of the news. I wanted to wrap up on the V8s and also wrap up on the Formula One season, which hasn't really been a race for the championship. But Las Vegas last week was interesting. Uh, we finish in Abu Dhabi uh, this weekend. So I want to get your thoughts uh, on that. Just a reminder to Ian Baker-Finch, Daniel Garb, Miles Fitzner and Simon Orchard coming up. But let's get the latest from the newsroom and we'll return with Timmy Hodges. Thank you, Monique. We're talking to Tim Hodges, all things motorsport, V8 Adelaide 500 championship on the line this weekend and also the former Final Formula One race. We know Max Verstappen won that title a long time ago. Tim, we spoke to you in the lead-up to the Las Vegas Grand Prix last week. Uh, in motor racing parlance, a uh, bit slow off the grid, but uh, got stronger as the race went on. Uh, day one was a um, it was headfirst into the concrete wall for the organisers. <laughs> it was uh, it was unfortunate, and um, you know they they planned everything. They thought they'd concrete, you know, even to the point of the manhole covers. They'd actually gone and concreted them all down. But such is the force of these Formula One cars, their aerodynamics, they're basically an aeroplane stuck to the ground, as in going the other way, not taking off. And you can plan for a lot of things and drive a lot of cars over down the strip. But when you've got a Formula One car going down at 350 kilometres an hour with the aerodynamics that come with it, they were just ripping the manhole covers off. So it was a, a horrible start for the sport in Las Vegas with the opening practice session abandoned. They then had to go and basically fill all the manhole covers up with sand and concrete, uh, which took a, an unbelievably long time. And in the, the second second practice session wasn't until 2.30 a.m. local. Like, it was uh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it's just the, the fact that it happened and the practice session began at that hour. We, we shake our heads at the tennis matches starting late at Rod Laver Arena, yeah. but for Formula 1 still to be going at 4 a.m. in Las Vegas. Um, uh, yeah, day one was not a good start. Thankfully for, for the sport, the rest of the weekend went off without a hitch and the Sunday race was, um, I, I think, clearly the best Grand Prix of the year. 
which uh, probably ticked a lot of people off who were death riding the Las Vegas event. But, um, yeah, I think they look back and look at the pictures and, and um, how amazing it looked. I know there will be a lot of things that they'll fix for year two, but um, pretty remarkable that they actually got that event up. Max Verstappen, unprecedented dominance this season. Should we expect the same again next year or, or can we get some more competitive racing in terms of people challenging Max more often next season? Oh, Julian, but God, by God, I hope it's a more competitive season. I mean, it has been the longest season in the sport of Formula One and the most lopsided season we've ever had. And it's, you know, in the past we've had dominant teams, but you've had two dominant drivers from the same team who are at least duking it out each week. Uh, I mean, this season, apart from a couple of wins early on for Sergio Perez, he's never really been a factor. And um, yes, he's won twice, but his teammate has won 18 times. Like, it's been ridiculous, mm. the dominance. And, and it's been, t- to be honest, it's been boring and predictable. And I think it's really hurt the image of Grand Prix racing that, you know, I know a lot of your listeners, probably yourself as well, Jules, like you would have always tuned in for the start of a Grand Prix. Now I think you've probably just tuned out going, you know who's going mm. to win. And even this weekend, you know Max Verstappen is going to win this race at Abu Dhabi. He'll finish with a 19th Grand Prix victory. Red Bull will finish with 21 Grand Prix wins out of 22, like because they are that much more dominant and he is that much more dominant a driver in the most ridiculous confidence any Grand Prix driver I think has ever driven with. So it's almost like the rest of the field is fighting for second spot, which must be so demoralising when they're crisscrossing the earth every you know week or second week. They've gone straight from Las Vegas straight to Abu Dhabi to race this weekend. They'll be just hanging out for a break because it would be it would be almost depressing for some of the field and the mechanics and the engineers and the media people to be travelling all over the world, you know, different times on every weekend and knowing full well they're turning up to, to maybe finish second is the best they can do. Yeah, let's hope it's tighter next year. Tim, as always, thanks for your time. Hope you get plenty of time on the couch this weekend to uh, watch it all unfold over at Adelaide. Let's hope it's a thrilling end to what's been a great championship season. Yeah, and it's, a, it's an awesome event, and they've got Robbie Williams there Sunday night, so they do put on a brilliant show, the Adelaide 500 organisers, so well done to them. And Thanks for talking motorsport, Julio. Absolute pleasure, Tim Hodges. Also the final MotoGP this week as well has been pointed off out the 40 Winks temper. Thanks to Shell V-Power, fueling the race feeling with the Shell V-Power racing team. This is the captain's run for state transport. Our people are your solution. And Essendon Nissan, Navara's in stock at Essendon Nissan. Too easy coming up on the other side of the break, the great Ian Baker Finch.